This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. So today we're talking all about a trend that pretty much was born out of necessity, but we don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. And that is the live streaming of your wedding. With the pandemic and restrictions on events all around the world, couples were forced to pivot from what their original wedding plans were. And for a lot of people, this involved live streaming their weddings so that way more guests could be involved from afar than were allowed to be there in person. And it's basically like broadcasting live video of your wedding to viewers anywhere so they can watch or even be involved in the party. It's just such a good option when we can't have all of our loved ones with us. We're excited to really unpack the details of how to make this work. And we have the lovely Sammy Roberts with us today to help us talk about it. Thank you guys for having me today. I'm so excited to to chat live streaming. Yeah, us too. So Sammy Roberts is another multi-talented and multifaceted female business owner who we are so excited to introduce you to. Sammy got her start working for a top PR agency in New York City, where she designed and executed large events for brands you probably know and love. She then brought that knowledge and experience to launching her own wedding planning company, Something Perfect, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she combines all this knowledge and passion to bring wedding inspiration and knowledge to couples at Bustled, the company that she created in partnership with her husband, Ryan. They also have a great podcast, Every Day on Bustlin', so add that to your list of wedding shows to listen to. And as if that's not impressive enough, in 2020, when the pandemic struck, she and Ryan jumped to action and created an amazing platform called Lovestream. Lovestream helped COVID couples include their nearest and dearest into their wedding day by offering various packages to make the process simple and stress-free for you and your guests. So without further ado, thank you so much, Sammy, for being here and joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show. We are so thrilled to have you here, and you are the perfect person to talk all of these details and help couples figure out how to make this work for them. So we all know that the rise of live-streamed weddings happened because of the pandemic, but can you talk a little bit about this trend before the pandemic hit? Were you seeing it? Is it something you were involved in before? Yeah, that's such a good question. So actually, it's very personal for my husband, Ryan, and I, because we got married in the middle of a hurricane in New York City, which was like the first in... So I I don't even know. I think it was like 30 years or something like that. So this technology was not a thing back then. And we had about 50 guests that weren't able to make it because of that. And so we, you know, grandparents, aunts and uncles, different people like that. And so when COVID hit, it it was very personal for us because we know what these couples are going through. Very different, but theirs is a lot more crazy. But, you know, that same feeling of like, you don't want people you love to like miss out on the big day. We'd certainly seen 
you know, little bits and pieces of people being able to live stream to grandparents or do something through like a Facebook Live or Zoom, but there wasn't anything that was really built for weddings until until this happened. Lots of people probably did that option of the live streamed, like the Facebook Live or something like that once those hit all the social platforms. But there's so much to keep in mind when it comes to an actual wedding. I know personally at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like sort of attending a live streamed wedding. My sister and her husband were watching it and I was kind of peeking at it. And you couldn't hear anything that was going on. I mean, it was a lovely picture. You could see them. You could see the groom kind of like wiping his tears, which was very cute, but you had no idea what was being said. And so there's really elements of this that are like a show, like putting on an actual production, which is so funny because we always talk, Jess and I, on the bouquet toss about how your wedding is not a performance. But in the sense of live streaming it, it kind of is. And then once you add music for dancing or something like that, I think there's so much to think about. So can you describe some of the things that you saw as a necessity when it came to live streaming a wedding? Yeah. So it's really interesting. When we started Lovestream, we were coming at it from this idea of like, how to be simple. It has to be simple for whoever's setting it up and it has to be simple for whoever's watching. And then Ryan coming from that tech background, you know, he started talking to people in that production space, people who had worked at ESPN, other TV networks to understand how we can make it more of this production. Because it's different when you're sitting there in person and you're watching and you can turn and look at one person's face and then turn and look at the other person's face or you know, look around at what the arbor looks like. But with a live stream, you're only being able to see what the camera's showing you. So it does become more of a production. So that's some of the magic with love stream is that we can remotely switch between different angles. So we can show a bride walking down the aisle. We can show a groom's face. We can show mom's face, whatever it might be, whatever the couple wants to kind of capture. It does become more of that production where you can have different angles, music, you know, slideshows, different things like that. A cinematic masterpiece. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So whether you're using Lovestream, a platform like that or not, if you are wanting to live stream your wedding, does that mean you need fancy equipment and cameras and computers and stuff like that? That's such a good question. And no, that's the great thing about now, even as opposed to almost 10 years ago when Ryan and I got married, our phones have amazing quality cameras that... I think, you know, most of us utilize every day and can totally, you can stream straight from there and get like great quality. So you don't have to buy expensive equipment or anything like that. Something that's worth investing in is mics, whatever platform you utilize, because that sound like makes a big difference in that live experience and actually being able to hear Yeah, I would imagine so. Being able to hear, especially the ceremony and the vows that the couples are exchanging, that's like the special part. That's something you don't want your guests to miss out on. And then also, I would imagine tripods, right? Something to actually set up your phone or camera on. Yeah, I would highly recommend a tripod. You don't want your guests getting seasick watching your live stream. So a good tripod, if you're indoors, you can get something super cheap on like Amazon. If you're outdoors, you might need to get something that's a little better for, you know, wind and and different things like that that you have to consider. But I feel like a tripod is is something that you should definitely invest in. And then if you can, invest in that mic so you can have better sound. I can imagine now a whole section of our like private community for the Budget Tavi Bride because we have a section where you're able to borrow decor and, and rent um, things from other people. And I feel like 
this is a whole new category that needs to be included (laughs) is like the wedding tech if you're going to live stream. But I also think it's cool that a lot of people likely have had to purchase something or their their job or something like that provided it for them at some point during the pandemic because these are tools we're kind of just using. So it's cool to think that those things can just translate into the wedding tech that you end up using. Yeah, you may not even have to buy anything, which is which is pretty cool that we have that those capabilities now, as opposed to big, expensive video cameras and stands and all that stuff. It's funny, we have a planner we work with a lot, and she started including tripods in her emergency kit. So, you know, it's funny how it's evolved for everybody, couples, vendors, all that. That is such a good point. That's like a new piece of the wedding planner arsenal that they have to keep on hand. It's covering two costs now because instead of having a videographer, if you are trying to live stream to include people that aren't there, you're also getting the video of the day. Yeah, it's like a little keepsake that you can have after the day too. And it's definitely not that cinematic with the music that you get with a videographer, but you still have your full ceremony, which is a lot of times what people hire a videographer for. If you are choosing to do this, who should be the person that's in charge of production? Well, it definitely shouldn't be the two of you. That's the minimum. Um, We always recommend it should be someone who isn't involved in like those pre-ceremony photos. So if you can, if your group is big enough, you know, maybe a bridesmaid's husband or a groomsman's wife or, you know, a tech savvy cousin or someone like that is a great person to kind of appoint to be that on-site person for you. I always love when family and friends can get involved, not forced labor, but, you know, like utilizing your network is always a good thing. It's always a savvy choice. And it gives them something to do. I feel like it makes them feel involved and happy. (laughs) Well, and to your point, for a wife of the groomsman or the husband of a bridesmaid, often they're kind of hanging out by themselves. So why not, you know? They're like a perfect person to say like, hey, come over here and just help for, you know, five, 10 minutes while you get this set up. Totally. And the cool part about that is most of us, just because we live in 2021, are able to work this tech. So whoever it is, they should pretty comfortably be able to do it for you. Yeah. You don't have to be super tech savvy, which is the good thing. With Lovestream, it's just enough to click a link. So if you can do that, you're probably good. But you know, even with other platforms out there, it's oftentimes just a click of a button or an app or something like that. So have you seen any creative things that people are doing when it comes to live streaming their wedding? Like for instance, we have seen some submissions for the blog where for one, they created these like baskets of favors that they ended up mailing out prior to the wedding so that everybody that was going to be on the live stream, like physically had some things that they would have actually gotten when they were there, which I thought was cute. You know, if you were going to do one of those koozies with maybe your monogram or something on it, or, you know, have something that's special for the guests, you can still do that. You can still pull it off. So do you have any like fun, creative ideas about that? Yeah, I think that's kind of the cool part too, is that you can invest in this even a little bit more and give something to your guests because you're not paying that per head cost that you would be if you were having them as like 
in-person guests. So some cool things we've seen is favors going out, maybe including like a little QR code with a link to that they can just scan in order to get onto their love stream. One really cute thing that we saw was we had a couple who did a slideshow at the beginning and they did it as kind of like the shoe game, right? Where you ask a question. So who said, I love you first. And they both separately recorded their answers and then they combined it into this super cute little slideshow. It was like, who said, I love you first. Who knew that they were going to marry each other first? Who's the best driver? You know, it was just so funny. And I think like fun things like that, that show the couple's personality is a great way to make your guests feel that much more involved, even if they're not physically present. Right. Because that's what makes like a regular wedding great is all of those personal details, you know, touches that really show the couple's personality. And so you can totally find ways to do that even in like a virtual setting. I love that idea. I love that there's all these creative things that you can do because something we always end up unpacking when we get down to it is that when it comes to your wedding, what actually makes a wedding is the exchange of vows and signing a marriage license. Like that's truly what makes you married. And with the trend of live streaming your wedding, we really are getting even more back to the roots of what getting married really is. It's less of, you know, this huge thing with all these incredible costs involved and all of these details to work out and all of these people to appease. And it's more sharing that moment of you actually getting married, doing the thing, and having a lot of people be able to witness it. Yeah. And what I love too, is I feel like just in general, 2020 has kind of given couples permission almost in a way to have the wedding that they want. From the planner's perspective, there's so many couples that I would meet with that would say, I really would love to have like a small, intimate wedding, you know, whether it be destination or church or whatever it might be. But my parents want to invite 150 of their closest friends. I even had this couple closest. that was like, yeah, closest. Um, I even had this couple that was saying to me, you know, they had 250 people that were supposed to be at their wedding. They're like, I don't know even like 80% of the guests that are coming. This is my parents' wedding. And when it all came down to it, they were able to have this small, intimate celebration of like under 50 people. And it was kind of what they had originally envisioned anyways, you know, like what they actually wanted. And so I feel like that's the great part about having these like smaller weddings. And you can still include your parents' 150 closest friends with a live stream option. So they can watch, they can see the most important parts of the day. They can send their well wishes. They can be involved. But you don't feel so overwhelmed with having to kind of entertain people who you may not even have wanted originally at your wedding. Totally. It's so different for people who had envisioned that big, large wedding celebration with all of the people that they wanted to be there. But for those who were feeling maybe pressured to invite people and it was kind of snowballing out of control, not just logistic wise, but also money wise, it's really given them permission to scale it back and not have to feel guilty about it in any way. So there's been some definite surprising I don't want to say benefits, but just opportunities. <laughs> yes, it's provided some opportunities for them to have more of the celebrations that they actually wanted. I like that we can actually just call it what it is, which is a trend, because I think beforehand, even though there were likely a lot of couples who had that feeling exactly what you're describing, Jess, that they 
wanted this intimate thing. They wanted to just maybe even go elope in like Italy or something like that. But their parents, their family would have been so upset. Like their family wanted to be there more than they really wanted them to be there necessarily. And I think that was kind of like more taboo before this. It was something that you couldn't quite that easily be like, well, we'll just live stream it and it would be accepted. But now because 2020 made it such that so many people did it and are still doing it, it's like a really viable option. The fact that you can do something like love stream where the process is completely figured out. It's like a foolproof plan. You have like emergency contingency plans just in case. And it's actually this well thought out thing. So it's no longer this weird, oh, my crazy cousin is just going to go get married married and like be on Facebook live and we'll see it like it it's that's actually like super oh that actually makes a lot of sense and I have three friends that also did it you know and I think it's been cool too to hear from guests that it still feels like a cool experience even though they weren't able to be together I know we had this one wedding on New Year's Eve and the live chat people were saying this is great it gave me something to look forward to for New Year's Eve you know since we couldn't go anywhere and and even just looking at my parents I feel like two years ago they would have maybe been offended to be on like a virtual guest list and now they're like well you know we're on the virtual guest list this is great and I'm like okay so things have just kind of turned and everyone has just gone with the flow and it feels like we're giving people permission to do the wedding that they want whether it be big or small. From your perspective, do you see that people are mostly just streaming the ceremony or is it a few hours worth of streaming where they're doing both the ceremony and the reception? So most couples choose just to do the ceremony and maybe a big moment or two. So it's not that following that traditional kind of wedding timeline, but maybe they'll do a ceremony and then do a couple toasts right after the ceremony before they continue on with their in-person guests for the big moments. We do have some people who stream the entire thing. I think that happens more when key family members aren't able to make it. We had one couple that her mom was in Canada and she wasn't able to make it. In that case, they did stream like I think five hours, but that gets to be a little long unless it's mom watching. Um, It gets to be a little long for some of your virtual guests. I think like 60 minutes, maybe 90 minutes is kind of that attention span you, you can keep people for. That's such a good tip. Maybe limit it to like a movie length. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 60 minutes is that perfect perfect time of like, you can get married. So that's maybe 30, 40 minutes. And then you can do, you know, a virtual goodbye or a couple of toasts or even a first dance. We had this one couple who was so cute. They got married and then dropped confetti, did a first dance, did a couple toasts all within an hour. And it was great because everyone got to see those key moments. But if that doesn't work for your timeline, most guests want to see the ceremony itself. That's what they're tuning in for. So you can feel confident, even if you're just streaming that ceremony whether it be 30 minutes or an hour, that your guests are going to feel really happy with that. Yeah, as you're setting it up, thinking about it from the guest perspective is really probably the best way to go. If mom or somebody, you know, immediate family is not there, they will watch whatever you are putting up. They just want to feel involved. They want to see what's going on. But for probably the majority of your guest list that's tuning in that way, you don't want it to be a crazy commitment that they have to make in order to be involved. We actually have a wedding up on the blog and they did a Zoom wedding situation and they set up a little slideshow with some music that they played because they kind of were like, we don't know exactly how everything's going to go. We want a contingency plan. So they had this whole slideshow with music that they played. They were encouraged 
encouraging their guests to dance and like just kind of let loose while they set everything up for themselves. And they made like their own wedding in their apartment. They made a head table out of a desk. They decorated it. They had their cake there. They did a cake cutting ceremony with everybody watching. There's really a lot that you can make happen. It's cool to see how creative people have been. Certainly, certain places are more locked down than others. And so to see how creative they've been with their homes or their backyards or smaller, unique venues, it's pretty cool to see that you can make it work and make it feel really personal, even if it wasn't plan A or maybe even plan B or C at this point. We're taking a quick pause from chatting about live streaming your wedding to share an awesome resource to add more personalized details to your big day. We're talking about the super savvy products from canvasdiscount.com. This site allows you to create one of a kind wall art and canvas prints that are perfect for displaying at your wedding and enjoying in your home after the big day. There are so many different ways you can use the products from canvasdiscount.com to make personal custom artwork featuring meaningful photos. They also have a variety of options to choose from, canvas, metal, and acrylic prints for a modern feel. Not only do they specialize in quality wall art, but lifestyle accessories too, including custom face masks. You can create special wedding edition face masks for your in-person guests to wear or to mail to your virtual guests as favors. Canvas Discount's products are already discounted, so they're well known for their amazing prices. But when you use code THEBOUQUET10, you can claim an extra 10% off the already discounted price. How amazing is that? Again, that's THEBOUQUET10 at canvasdiscount.com. Happy shopping! doing this live stream, you got to like have extension cords and (laughs) things to make sure, you know. Charging and also the the internet connection. Like, do you have any suggestions for what sort of things couples should keep in mind in terms of like having a strong enough signal to get good quality video? Yeah. So the internet and your quality of device are going to be your two biggest factors in your live stream. So internet being number one, you want to make sure that you have a very strong internet connection. So you can run a speed test. There's an app called speed test that you can download and run it and you would want to run it where you're actually streaming. So if you're doing it in your backyard, don't run it in your house, run it in your backyard. And you want to look at what your upload speed is going to be. I mean, at least with Lovestream, we can run off of either Wi-Fi or cellular. So our couples, we'd have them run it on both to see which has the stronger connection. And then if you don't have a strong connection, there's usually ways around that. You can move your wireless router closer to the spot if it's in your backyard, or you can get an extender, you could get a hotspot. So there's definitely ways around it. There's more technical ways too, if you really get past that point and can't figure it out. We just had a couple that they were getting just a terrible, terrible upload speed. And Ryan had some crazy ways of helping him. And all of a sudden he was getting an upload speed of 30, which we look for at least five. So that went from like 0.2 to 30 or something like that. So there's always like ways to improve. Uh, It just depends on, are you at a venue? Are you at your home? How much flexibility do you have? But that's just something to keep in mind as you, as you think about streaming. Such good advice. So a lot of people probably had to end up choosing the live stream, you know, probably in this last year, they had to choose the live stream as their pivot option. They probably had something set up before. Now we're probably going to see a lot of people who are going to plan their wedding with this in mind. So for people doing that, do you have any advice on the best setup? Like if you are starting from now, should you choose to do it inside? Should you choose to do it in a backyard? Is it better to have maybe an actual venue, but you have a limited number of people? Is there something you would say 
in terms of your expert advice that you think is good to keep in mind when planning? That's a great question. I think we can do it really anywhere. The biggest piece with outside is that you definitely need a mic. Inside, you could probably get away with not having a mic if your device is close enough to you, just you don't have as many outside elements that you have to deal with. I think you can do it either way, depending on where you are. But that internet connection is something to think about if you're going to be doing a live stream. You know, maybe the top of a mountain is not the best option, whereas, you know, a backyard or a venue or a park or something like that where you can have some kind of internet or cellular connection will make a big difference for you. Yeah, if you're doing like an adventure elopement out in the middle of the woods somewhere, you might not have the conditions necessary to live stream, unfortunately. Yeah. Just think about whether or not you can even use your phone in the location. If you can't use your phone, you're probably not going to be able to live stream. Totally. The other thing is obviously Lovestream is a great partner of the Budget Savvy Bride, and we have a special offer for any of our listeners who want to use Lovestream for their wedding day. You can actually use code SAVVY10, SAVVY10, to save 10% on any Lovestream wedding package. So be sure to check that out if it's something that y'all are interested in. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you think uh, is important for couples to know about streaming their weddings, Sammy? I think the biggest thing to think about is just how easy it's going to be for you guys and for your guests. Like I mentioned, that's really why we built Lovestream. You can, from onsite, you put your phone on a tripod, click a link, and then our team can take over from there. And your guests click a link and go to a custom URL that we built for you. And that's it. That's all they have to do. So even grandma can, if she can get on the internet, she can watch your live stream. So when you're, when you're thinking about how you want to stream your wedding, think about your guest tech abilities and your tech abilities um, when you're choosing your platform to make sure that you find something that will be easy and won't add extra stress for you guys on wedding day. Because even if you're very tech savvy, Wedding day is crazy, (laughs) so you don't want to feel like overwhelmed. I really love that with Lovestream, you don't need to download any special apps, especially for our, you know, elderly family and friends. That makes things so, so simple. And really at the Budget Savvy Bride, something that we always try to focus on with the resources that we share is things that are going to make your life and your wedding planning like simple, savvy, and stress-free. And like this hits all three of those. So definitely big fans. The three S's. So we always talk about whether we would keep it or toss it. And I'm not even going to ask because we're keeping this for sure. We're just going to continue seeing this be even more popular as time goes on. And the best part about it is that it doesn't have to be something that restricts your wedding at all. It's something that actually makes your wedding that much more effective, that much more widespread even. Um, Accessible. Accessible. It can free up a lot of the challenges that you may have been facing when planning an in-person wedding. So just the idea that this is allowing you to really do more and it's not something that's that's like having to pivot to do less. I think that's the big takeaway that I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it as an enhancement and not a restriction. 100%. I I agree. And I think something for couples, you know, 2020, this was a necessity. And as we move into 2021 and beyond, um, I think live streaming is here to stay because there's always someone who can't attend, whether that be grandma can't travel or you're doing a destination wedding or your sister's pregnant or, you know, whatever the situation is, there's always guests that aren't able to be there. And there's always that argument of like, who are we going to invite? How do we, you know, get the guest list to where we want? No matter how many guests you want to have, the guest list 
discussion is always a lot. Maybe you have a venue that's 150 people, but you have 250 people that you love. I mean, this is a great way to include those people at a discounted discounted price too, as opposed to that in-person cost. Yeah, it's a budget savvy way to have a big wedding. That's right. So we like to close out with a fun wedding fact. So both of you can give me your best guess, but Queen Elizabeth II had more than one wedding cake at her wedding. If you had to guess how many she had, what would you say? Ooh, um, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say eight, just to be crazy. Uh, let's add them together, plus one. She had 12 wedding cakes. A dozen wedding cakes. Yep. And the cake she cut at the ceremony was nine feet tall and weighed 500 pounds. Wow. Necessary. That's a royal yeah. wedding indeed. It's not something you see every day for sure. No. Not budget savvy. <laughs> not budget savvy. No. But maybe you live stream your wedding and you make small little cakes that you give out or ooh, or you make it an activity and you send your guests the recipe to make your cake and then ooh, everyone can make it. I love that. It could be a cake, a cake contest and uh, you know, whose looks the best. Wait, this is actually a great it's idea. Like a bake off. Yes, a bake off. <laughs> a live streamed wedding bake off. I love it. <laughs> All right. We're gonna add that to uh, one of the Someone's options. Someone's gotta make that happen. Yeah. There's your your unique idea for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Sammy. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community, Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.